The Rocking Al Show. Hi, Rockin' Al here, and welcome to The Rockin' Al Show. I'll be discussing how worrying affects the body, and 10 tips to manage your worry. How worrying affects the body. Perhaps you unconsciously think that if you worry enough, you can prevent bad things from happening. But the fact is, worrying can affect the body in ways that may surprise you. When worrying becomes excessive, it can lead to feelings of high anxiety and even cause you to be physically ill. What happens with excessive worrying? Worrying is feeling uneasy or being overly concerned about a situation or problem. With excessive worrying, your mind and body go into overdrive as you constantly focus on what might happen. In the midst of excessive worrying, you may suffer with high anxiety, even panic during waking hours. Many chronic worriers tell a feeling of sense of pending doom or unrealistic fears that only increase their worries, ultra-sensitive to their environment and to the criticism of others. Excessive worriers may see anything and anyone as a potential threat. Chronic worrying can affect your daily life so much that it may interfere with your appetite, lifestyle habits, relationships, sleep, and job performance. Many people who worry excessively are so anxiety-ridden that they seek relief in harmful lifestyle habits such as overeating, cigarette smoking, or using alcohol and drugs. What is anxiety? Anxiety is a normal reaction to stress. Ongoing anxiety, though, might be the result of a disorder such as generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, or social anxiety. Anxiety disorders are commonplace in the U.S., affecting nearly 40 million adults. Anxiety manifests itself in multiple ways and does not discriminate by age, gender, or race. Stressful events such as a test or a job interview can make anyone feel a bit anxious, and sometimes a little worry or anxiety is helpful. It can help you get ready for an upcoming situation. For instance, if you are preparing for a job interview, a little worry or anxiety may push you to find out more about the position. Then you can present yourself more professionally to the potential employer. Worrying about a test may help you study more and be more prepared on test day. But excessive worriers react quickly and intensely to these stressful situations or triggers. Even thinking about the situation can cause chronic worriers great stress and disability. Excessive worry or ongoing fear or anxiety is harmful when it becomes so irrational that you can't focus on reality or think clearly. People with high anxiety have difficulty shaking their worries. When that happens, they may experience actual physical symptoms. Can excessive worry and anxiety cause a stress response? Stress comes from the demands and pressures we experience each day. Long lines at the grocery store, rush hour traffic, a phone ringing non-stop, or a chronic illness are all examples of things that can cause stress on a daily basis. When worries and anxiety become excessive, chances are you'll trigger the stress response. There are two elements to the stress response. The first is the perception of the challenge. The second is an automatic psychological reaction called the fight-or-flight response that brings on a surge of adrenaline and sets your body on red alert. 
There was a time when the fight-or-flight response protected our ancestors from such dangers as wild animals that could easily make a meal out of them. Although today we don't ordinarily encounter wild animals, dangers still exist. They're there in the form of a demanding co-worker, a colicky baby, or a dispute with a loved one. Can excessive worry make me physically ill? Chronic worry and emotional stress can trigger a host of health problems. The problem occurs when flight or flight is triggered daily by excessive worrying and anxiety. The fight or flight response causes the body's sympathetic nervous system to release stress hormones such as cortisol. These hormones can boost blood sugar levels and triglycerides, which is blood fats, that can be used by the body for fuel. The hormones also cause physical reactions such as difficulty swallowing, dizziness, dry mouth, fast heartbeat, fatigue, headaches, inability to concentrate, irritability, muscle aches, muscle tension, nausea, nervous energy, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, sweating, trembling, and twitching. When the excessive fuel in the blood isn't used for physical activities, the chronic anxiety and outpouring of stress hormones can have serious physical consequences including suppression of the immune system, digestive disorders, muscle tension, short-term memory loss, premature coronary heart disease, heart attack. If excessive worrying and high anxiety go untreated, they can lead to depression and even suicidal thoughts. Although these effects are a response to stress, stress is simply the trigger. Whether or not you become ill depends on how you handle stress. Physical responses to stress involve your immune system, your heart and blood vessels, and how certain glands in your body secrete hormones. These hormones help to regulate various functions in your body, such as brain function and nerve impulses. All of these systems interact and are profoundly influenced by your coping style and your psychological state. It isn't the stress that makes you ill. Rather, it is the effect responses such as excessive worrying and anxiety have on these various interacting systems that can bring on the physical illness. There are things you can do though, including lifestyle changes to alter the way you respond. What lifestyle changes might help excessive worriers? Although excessive worrying and high anxiety can cause an imbalance in your body, there are many options that you have that can reestablish harmony of mind, body, and spirit. Talk to your doctor. Start by talking to your primary care physician. Get a thorough physical exam and make sure other health problems are not fueling your feelings of anxiety. Your doctor might prescribe medication such as anti-anxiety drugs or antidepressants to help you manage anxiety and excessive worry. Exercise daily. With your doctor's approval, begin a regular exercise program. Without question, the chemicals produced during moderate exercise can be extremely beneficial in terms of enhancing the function of the immune system. Regular aerobic and strengthening exercise is also a very effective way to train your body to deal with stress under controlled circumstances. Eat a healthy, balanced diet. Stress and worrying provokes some people to eat too little, others too much, or to eat unhealthy foods. Keep your health in mind when worrying nudges you towards the fridge. Drink caffeine in moderation. Caffeine stimulates the nervous system, which can trigger adrenaline and make you feel nervous and jittery. 
Be conscious of your worries. Set aside 15 minutes each day where you allow yourself to focus on problems and fears. Then vow to let them go after the 15 minutes is up. Some people wear a rubber band on their wrist and pop the rubber band if they find themselves going into their worry mode. Do whatever you can to remind yourself to stop dwelling on worries. Learn to relax. Relaxation techniques can trigger the relaxation response, a psychological state characterized by a feeling of warmth and quiet mental alertness. This is the opposite of the fight or flight response. Relaxation techniques can offer a real potential to reduce anxiety and worries. They can also increase your ability to self-manage stress. With relaxation, blood flow to the brain increases the brain waves shift from an alert beta rhythm to a relaxed alpha rhythm. Practiced regularly, relaxation techniques can interact the deliberating effect of stress. Common relaxation techniques include deep abdominal breathing, meditation, listening to calming music, and activities like yoga and tai chi. Meditate. Daily meditation, instead of worrying, may help you move beyond negative thoughts and allow you to become unstuck from worries that keep your body on high alert. With meditation, you purposefully pay attention to what is happening at the present moment without thinking of the past or future. Meditation decreases hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline, which are released during the fight-or-flight or stress response. Have a strong social network. Chronic feelings of loneliness or social isolation make it harder to effectively manage stress. People who are happily married and or have large networks of friends not only have greater life expectancies compared with those people who do not, but they also have fewer incidences of just about all types of disease. Talk to your professional therapist. Psychological counseling can help you develop appropriate coping strategies to deal with issues that trigger excessive worrying. Psychological intervention can give you coping methods that you can use either within or outside other treatment programs. The therapist will help you identify what types of thoughts and beliefs cause the anxiety and then work with you to reduce them. The therapist can help you by suggesting ways that may help you change, but you have to be the one to make the changes. Therapy is only successful if you work on getting better. And now I have 10 tips to manage your worrying. Number one, problem solve, don't worry. Worrying is normally a very inefficient attempt to problem solve. So when you worry, try to turn this into useful problem solving by considering what you need to do now to deal with the problem. Number two, don't waste time on what if questions. Don't waste time thinking up situations that might happen but in reality are quite unlikely to happen. This is just a misuse of good brain time. Try to spot when you are asking yourself what if type questions. The vast majority of the scenarios you create using this approach are never likely to happen. So why waste time thinking about them? Number three, don't kid yourself that worry is always helpful. Don't be fooled into thinking that your worry will always be helpful. 
If you are a persistent worrier, you've probably come to use worrying simply to kid yourself that you're doing something about a problem. This is not an alternative to tackling the problem in practical ways. Number four, learn to accept uncertainty. Uncertainty is a fact of life. So try to accept that you will always have to live with and tolerate some uncertainty. Unexpected things happen, and accepting this in the longer term will make your life easier and reduce your anxieties. Number five, always try to lift your mood. Negative moods fuel worrying. Negative moods include anxiety, sadness, anger, guilt, shame, and even physical states such as tiredness and pain. If you must worry, try not to do so when in negative moods because your worrying will be more difficult to control and more difficult to stop. If you find yourself worrying in a negative mood, immediately try to do something to lift your mood. Number six, don't try to suppress unwanted worries. When you do start to worry, don't try to fight or control those thoughts. It is helpful to notice them rather than to try to suppress them because actively trying to suppress thoughts simply makes them bounce back even more. So acknowledge those worrisome thoughts but then move on to do something more useful. Number seven, manage the times when you worry. Become a smart worrier. If you find that worrying can be useful but that it just gets out of control, then try to manage your worry by setting aside specific times of day to engage in worrying. For example, an hour when you've finished work. But also take the time to soothe yourself when this period is over, just to get yourself back into balance. Number eight, change what if worries to how can I worries. To be able to manage your worries, you need to understand exactly what they are. Try keeping a worry diary for a week or so. Write down each worry when it occurs. Just a sentence to describe it will do. Then later, try to see how many of your worries are what if type questions. As we mentioned earlier, what if worries are not helpful. You can try to turn these worries into how can I worries, which is more likely to lead you on to practical solutions. For example, you could turn a what if I forget what to say in my interview worry into how can I prepare myself to remember what I need to say in my interview. You can also go back to tip number two and use some of the strategies there for handling what if worries. Number nine, how not to lose sleep over worrying. Very often your worries may stop you sleeping. You may find yourself running through every possible problem that could arise and trying to think up solutions. All this will do is keep you awake longer and you'll end up feeling tired and probably anxious the next day. One solution to worries that keep you awake at night is to keep a pen and paper next to the bed. When you wake up worrying, simply write a list of things you need to do tomorrow, including dealing with the worry. You'll probably find that once the worry has been transferred to a piece of paper, there is no longer to keep it in your head as well. It can be dealt with tomorrow. And number 10, stay in the moment. Spending most of your time worrying about things that might happen in the future means that you'll spend less time enjoying the present and staying in the moment. Acknowledge the worries that enter your head, but don't engage them. Try to refocus on what you are doing that moment. Watching a TV program, reading a good book, playing with your children. 
I'll leave some links in the description below that will give you some tips and ideas on how to handle your worrying. I'm Rockinell. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this podcast informative. If you have any comments about this or the other episodes, please comment where available. I'll be looking forward to reading them. You can find this podcast on your favorite apps. This podcast can also be seen on my YouTube channel. The link is in the description below. Until next time, goodbye everybody. The Rocky Nell Show.